0: Talk Radio.
1: It's time to
2: strap our boots on. This is the perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out.
1: We
3: political talk, part of the conservative conversation, and tonight we have U.S. Senate candidate uh, Josh Mandel on uh, tonight, uh, looking forward to having him on. I usually give uh, our opening uh, comments uh, about uh, our candidate, but I believe we already have him on the line, so we want to be mindful uh, of his time, and got, uh, go ahead and bring him in. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Josh, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
2: It's good to be on. thanks for having me here
3: uh you're welcome it's, it's good to have you and hopefully uh this will be uh the first of uh other interviews uh so let's uh let's get right to it if you don't mind let's do it so i i think uh know I believe that uh the most pressing issues we have in our time right now are forced vaccinations and voter integrity, so that's where I like to begin. Uh, So I'm sure you're aware uh, here at Ohio House Bill 248, Um, and recently you've uh, tweeted about an incident of a child actually being uh, vaccinated in a school without the parent's consent. Uh, So as a U.S. senator, uh, what would you do to protect the medical rights of citizens uh, in fighting against forced vaccination in our schools, our places of employment, and the military?
2: Well, uh, I was actually down in Columbus with the uh, moms who were leading the fight for House Bill 248, and I've got this feeling that while a lot of the rhino, squishy establishment Republicans and the radical lefties, while they all think that the most powerful force in politics is money, I have a different feeling. I think the most powerful force in politics is a motivated group of moms. And I've seen time and time again a motivated group of moms defeat big corporate moneyed interests, and that's what this fight is on House Bill 248. Let me, you know, for your listeners who are not familiar with it, uh, House Bill 248 is a bill to outlaw vaccine passports that require people to go to work. Pardon me, they require people to show their passport in order to go to work. So. So there's employers out there that want to be able to say to citizens, hey, in order to come to work today, you have to show your vaccine passport. And if you think about how dangerous of a slippery slope that is, today they might be asking for a vaccine passport, tomorrow it's some other medical record. Because essentially what the employer, the boss is saying to the employee is, hey, show me your papers, show me your medical papers. And in my mind, in my gut, That is just an enormous trouncing and trampling of the individual liberty and personal freedom of American citizens. And I'm a strong, strong supporter of this House Bill 248, which says to workers, listen, you've got the freedom to decide whether or not a mask or a vaccine is right for you. If you want to wear a mask and you want to have a vaccine, by all means, that is your freedom to decide. But if you don't want to wear a mask or don't want to have a vaccine, it's also your freedom to decide. And your boss can't force you to do it as a condition of employment. And so my friend uh, Jennifer Gross, she's the sponsor behind this bill. And there's this squishy rhino Republican, Scott Lips, who's holding it up and and won't won't allow a vote. And so we're trying to flood the phone lines and uh, flood – the legislature and bombard the legislature with just moms and dads and patriots around the state to shake this bill loose out of committee and, and get a vote.
3: Well, yeah, and I recently sent a request to uh, Bill Seitz on his stance of 248, and I got a rather, you know, a couple paragraph response, which you know, I'll be discussing later on in the program. Uh, but my Take on his response is at least as is. Uh, I don't think he's going to support the bill. Now, you, of course, you may have more, you know, being in it uh, information that I would at this point. But it sounds like he's he's, he's not. He wouldn't vote for it if it uh, came to him.
2: Who wouldn't vote for it? Bill site Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't probably, talked to uh, bill, bill. Yeah, I've not talked to Bill Sites specifically, so I don't. I don't really know where he is on it.
3: Yeah, he, he sent. I mean, he didn't specifically say whether he supported it or not uh, within his response, but, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, <laughs> and so, I, you know, you you could read behind the lines, he was mincing words basically to say he's not for it, and, and I think, you know, again, I'm, I don't think I misread it, but I, I think he's hiding behind, well, you know, we don't want to impose uh, – anything on the private sector. And we'll, you know, we'll, let the, you know, the, the, the people, you know, kind of pan that out. Uh, and again, we'll be going over, I'll be going over that exact, you know, I'll be reading off the, the email later, but it sounds like he's trying to hide behind that is what it sounds like to me.
2: I, I, I have not seen his comments specifically, but I don't know for, for me, this one's a, it, it's not gray at all. I mean, this is – it's not about health. It's not about science. It's not about business. This is about freedom and liberty, and seven days a week and twice on Sunday, citizens should have the freedom to decide what is best for them, and this is this – is it's an issue of liberty, and we have to stand up for the liberty of our, of our citizens.
3: Yeah, certainly, and you know, a lot of – I mean when you have a – yeah, a president who is recommending for businesses to do it, and, you know, businesses are falling falling in line. I mean, I'm the mind where you – know, and I generally don't like to see, you know, governments, whether it's local or national, you know, putting a lot of regulations and imposing things on, you know, private businesses, private enterprises. However, when you have them falling in line with a, quote, you know, suggestion – from the president of the United States to, to mandate vaccines, I think it's well within the duty even of conservative, you know, Republicans to you know fight against that, whether it's locally or nationally.
2: That, you know, that, that's what I say. You know, I I have people ask me, they say, Hey, Josh, you know, you're running for U.S. Senate. Why are you focused on, you know, some of these you know medical freedom issues at the state or the local levels? Because I've been going to school board meetings too and trying to you know, block the mask mandates. And here's what I say to people. I say, yes, I'm running for the U.S. Senate. And as a United States senator, as a Marine Corps vet who did a couple tours in Iraq, as a proud American, the liberty of individuals, the freedom of Americans is paramount to everything I believe in and everything I do. And so I don't care if it's the president of the United States, it's some senator or congressman, it's the governor, state rep, state senator, school board member, dog catcher. If they're trampling on our liberty, I will be their worst nightmare.
3: Yeah, and, and, I, and I pulled up the, you know, because it it's later on the show, but since uh, we're on it, almost, I know we only you know, got like a half hour tonight, uh, but you know, I have definitely other things you know, to go over. Uh, but, it, you know, he stated, says, as a conservative Republican, I am generally reluctant to have government interfere in the fair of private enterprises, and any such intrusions to be carefully considered before they are, are imposed. As a free market-oriented Republican, my further policy principle is that if a private employer imposes such requirements, enough people will object to them that it would adversely affect the private business and its ability to market itself to the general population. Now, I think that is I, – I think he's hiding behind that. I mean that's my my first inclination on it.
2: Could be – to so who? that's his statement, or that's something someone else wrote, and he's hiding behind it?
3: Well, no, that that I what I did is I just frankly sent a short email asking uh, what your stance or stance is on to uh, HP two forty eight, and that was a part. You sent of it to who? To Bill Sites.
2: Oh, to your state rep. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: yeah, he's like yeah state you rep. know, House Bill two forty
2: eight is, uh, you know, that's all about the vaccine passports for workplace. You know, as I said, I've been a strong, strong supporter of House Bill 248 because it's all about the freedom and liberty for individuals. We should also, though, be talking about these mask mandates in schools. I'm telling you, man, this has got my blood boiling because kids, kids only get one childhood, and it's it's time for our kids to stop being used as pawns in this just endless political charade. You know, I believe politicians in Columbus and. You got Biden in Washington, you got these school boards they are just they're taking the big hand of government and they're using it to crush the childhood of these kids. um I mean, I could talk about your neck of the woods there in Cincinnati. you look at the Mason schools, you look at the lakota Lakota School District. They just reinforce mask mandates. I've been working with a group of moms at the Sycamore Township School District. And, you know, they, they are in a fight for their kids there, and it is – I spoke at West Yoga School District last week, and you should have seen these school board members just condescending on the parents that were there. It was interesting. It was it was ironic. You know, we're in this middle school gym at the school board meeting, and it was hot in there. I mean, it was – they definitely didn't have air conditioning. It was hot. And one of the moms said, like, think about how hot everyone is in this gym now, Imagine if you were a kid and you have to wear a mask and you're supposed to be concentrating mm-hmm. on learning. I mean it's just uh it's crazy. It's just totally uh totally crazy and and then you have the hypocrisy of it all, right? You got the Obama birthday party, no masks <laughs> right. there. Yeah, and and I think they said uh they were using the excuse that the people at the Obama party were quote-unquote sophisticated because and they know oh, they wow. they're knowledgeable about not you know not spreading covid i mean the the hypocrisy and condescension is just wow. it's so ri- it's so rich and then you know i don't know if you saw the as the fallen marines and soldier and sailor were coming back from afghanistan and they were landing there in dover and they were conducting the honor ceremony there Biden couldn't even take off his mask. You know, He and his woke generals were all there with you. I mean, you're outside. Take off your masks. Show your face right. to these families and just show a little respect. I mean, it's – yeah, it's just – it's it's horrible, yeah, man. This, if you want,
3: yeah, the face of his watch got more attention.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's unbelievable. I'll tell you what. I think Biden uh, – just shifting gears here for a second. I think he's got blood on his hands, the blood of those – those American servicemen and women, like they're on Biden's hands. You know, it's, If he would have followed Trump's withdrawal plan for May, we would not have lost these lives. If he would have not abandoned Bagram Air Base, we would not have lost these mm-hmm. lives. If he would have had his generals and his defense department focused on warfighting instead of wokeness, instead of critical race theory, instead of transgenderism, instead of allowing people to pick their own gender and all that garbage – if they would have been focused on the the right thing, which is war fighting and the proper ordered withdrawal from Afghanistan. We wouldn't have lost these lives, and you know, I, I just it, it the, these generals, Milley and others, and then you know Biden as Commander in Chief. I, I think Biden needs to resign or be impeached.
3: Well, I tell you, uh, you no know, shifting gears. I mean, you, it's, I put my questions out of line. You know, out of uh, line for. But that's okay. Uh, which brings me to this, one thing I want to talk about is, you know, I made, you, I'm made. i sure you heard about the, the Biden protest uh, at the Mount St. Joseph University when there was a protest outside there. That well, one, he was in uh, town a few months ago. And uh, I had a sign that I, I made that uh, said, Biden's weakness threatens America. And now, as you mentioned, you are, you know, Marine veteran and have been Iraq. And, of course, thank you for your service, Josh. Uh, certainly we here at the show appreciate that. Um, and as you mentioned, the debacle there in Afghanistan. So how do you see that what happened emboldening countries uh, such as China, especially with their increasing threats with, to Taiwan? So how do you see these events threatening our national security, not only of us, uh, but of our allies such as Taiwan, uh, where we are obligated to protect them. Yeah,
2: I mean it's uh as a Marine vet. When I uh and I I, I never served in Afghanistan. I I did two tours in Anbar Province, Iraq. But you know a lot We're of the guys rock, I pray. served with in Iraq. Yeah, a lot of the guys I served with in Iraq went on to uh, serve in Afghanistan. And yeah, I mean the the way we've betrayed our troops, we've betrayed our own American c- civilians, leaving hundreds behind. And then, as you just articulated, betrayed our allies who worked with us. It just sends a horrific message to any allies we have currently or, or in the future. And you, know, you mentioned Taiwan. That's a good example. But you know, just think of any other allies we might have around the world. Joe Biden just sent them the message that we're not going to be there for you. And, and even worse, we might actually arm – the enemy <laughs> trying to kill you. Yeah. And, and 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 listen. That's what Biden has done, right? You know, he uh, I I got to read you some of these statistics. I was I was looking these up because I wanted to I wanted to read them on air with you because you, they're almost like not believable. So over 22,000 Humvees we've left the Taliban. Over 64,000 machine guns. Over 162,000 radios. Over 16,000 night vision goggles over 358,000 assault rifles, and then
3: Blackhawk
2: Black Hawk helicopters. And, and, you know, you mentioned China. You better believe, you know, while the Taliban you know today might not be able to operate these helicopters and fixed-wind aircraft we left there, you better believe the Chinese and the Russians are there already training them. And I'm sure the Russians and the Chinese are going to be reverse engineering a lot of our technology and or just taking it. And uh, I mean this—that that sign you held up about Biden's weakness—it was prophetic because it's exactly what we're looking at right now.
3: Yeah, it's unfortunate. And of course, we've been saying that here for you know a you know, long time while we we're recovering the you know, while we recovering the election. Now, frankly, I don't think he's going to you know last a, a year. I think we'll end up with uh, Kamala Harris before President you know Kamala Harris before his four years are out. And, I, you know, and I think that Kamala Harris, I mean, she couldn't even win her own state, and I personally don't think she had to grab it off to win a presidential campaign, but even closer in elections, you know, 2022, which you're going to be, uh, you know, you're running for. Now, the House, the Democrats in the House, now they attempted to, I think they're going to try to stay, they have the Democrats on power in perpetuity, uh, one of which by using HB1 was one of the ways of doing it. I mean, there's other ways but we won't talk about that. Um, now, I believe that uh, they're trying to set up policies. Uh, I think their policies, and this included with Afghanistan, I mean, they're setting themselves up, I think, to, to lose, frankly, lose the House and the Senate in 2022, of course, unless they cheat. Now, two things. Uh, one is a candidate candidate. Um, what would you do or what are you doing to, for your supporters to ensure uh, election integrity which again i think that's you know one of the top two important issues right now and two uh, as a senator what would you do you know in there in office to maintain in, uh, election integrity well i'm the only candidate in this
2: race for us senate who's willing to publicly say that i believe this election was stolen from donald j trump and I just host—I just hosted a huge election integrity rally last night. Uh, we had a lot of people from southwest Ohio there, so we were at a church called Community Grace Brethren Church in uh, West Milton, which is Miami County. We were you know, sort of close to the Dayton Airport. We had over 600 people at this rally last night, and it was all about the election issues from 2020. Wendy Rogers, who's a friend of mine, she's the state senator from Arizona. She came in. She's the senator out there that's leading the charge on the Arizona election audit. And then we also brought in Jenna uh, Ellis. She was President Trump's lead election attorney, subject matter expert on, uh, on, on, on the elections, what happened to President Trump. And, you know, something Wendy Rogers said last night at our rally that, that really struck a chord is that we can't move on to 2022 until we've fully investigated, no stone unturned what happened in 2020 with the stealing of the election and listen i'm the only candidate in this race for u.s senate that has actually visited the coliseum in maricopa county where they're auditing the vote out there in arizona i'm the only candidate in the race that's also calling for an audit in wisconsin michigan pennsylvania georgia i'm the only candidate in the race that's calling to abolish the january 6 commission which i think is a total waste of time and Taxpayer money, and I believe uh, we should replace it with a November third commission. <laughs> yeah, Number, November third commission, and fully investigate with the full investigatory power of the federal government what happened. Look under the hood in places like Philadelphia and Detroit and Milwaukee and Atlanta and Phoenix, because you better believe these Democrats are cheating. No one, no one actually believes that you know Joe Biden who is getting. Ten people at his rallies received eighty million votes more votes than Trump. it just doesn 't on its face doesn 't make sense. But then when you hear the actual facts of the fact you know that in Georgia, for instance, you had people voting at addresses that don 't exist, addresses with boarded, boarded up houses uh, where no one was living in Detroit, where the election polls close, they, they count the votes there 's a number, and then you wake up the next morning and the number is different. You know, there's so. It was Philadelphia, I believe, where they put cardboard over the windows where they're counting the votes, and the law required them to have uh, both Democrats and Republican witnesses, but they said, Nah, nah, we don't need to do that. We'll just have Democrats, and they put cardboard on the windows so the Republicans couldn't watch. I mean, this stuff is real. It is real. It's going on, and you know, a priority needs to be killing any attempts at HR1 or or S1. You know, those are the election right, integrity bills that, that that you mentioned. Yeah, so it's, this is, listen, there, there's a lot of squishy Rhino Republicans running against me in this campaign for U.S. Senate. You know, we got uh, this guy, J.D. Vance, who's a never-Trumper. He called Trump voters racist. He said the core of Trump's support is based in racism. He voted for Evan McMuffin in 2016 when Trump was running against Hillary. You know, he's out there applauding Obama. I mean, this guy's like a total... Rhino Republican sleeper cell, big tech sleeper cell. You got Jane Timken running pro impeachment. She actually defended the impeachment of President Trump. Um, she called it rational. She said she didn't even know how she would vote on the impeachment. I mean, these are the people running against me in the Republican primary. And you, you think these people are going to stand up to the Democrats on election cheating? Give me a break. And they're going to be yeah. lap dogs. Lap dogs for the. Media, big tech—you know—the media and big tech are just departments of the Democrat Party. And you know, I'm a fighter, man. You know, when I go when I go to Washington, I, I'm not going there to make friends. I'm not going there to get invited to the cocktail parties. I'm going there to to blow up the swamp, not just drain the swamp, but blow up the swamp. And you know, yes, we are in a fight against the radical left. Yes, we are in a fight against the secular left. But equally important is the fight against these squishy establishment rhino republicans and i personally believe we're in a we're in a fight for the soul of the republican party you know on one path goes these rhino establishment squishy republicans like mitt romney liz cheney never trumper jd vance pro impeachment jane Timken, and then on the other way which is the path i'm on i'm going there to be reinforcements for fighters fighters like jim jordan Fighters like Rand Paul, fighters like Ted Cruz, and of course Donald Trump.
3: Well when you set him the spectrum, if you want uh you know, want to send fighters, I'm your guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean that's uh, in that
3: for the with the spectrum.
2: Oh, you yeah, mean that late oh Colleen Marshall when she it? interviewed me in Columbus, yeah, you I'll should see the so. questions she asked. She's a nice enough lady, right. but the questions she asked were so biased, especially when she was asking about COVID. The way she was framing the questions, it, it was just—it it, was—it was gross. You know, they—they they, uh, the media is so biased out there. They, I, I hope these Republicans wake up and they realize that the, the mainstream media is just a department of the Democrat Party. That's all it is.
3: Yeah, they're the propaganda arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, they brought us closer to being more like the CCP than anything, but. <laughs> Uh, and you were it's recently true, endorsed. It's speaking of, of Jenna, uh, you were recently endorsed by Jenna uh, Ellis. And, you know, we certainly, you know, certainly we need more America First candidates. Uh, and next time you speak to Jenna, maybe uh, throw her attention to, you You mentioned uh, the squishy Republicans. Uh, have her check out Jacqueline Bardi. You know, he's running against, uh, he could be running against Kinzinger there in Illinois. And oh, good. You know we've had yeah we've had him here on the show and and he's running there uh, against Kissinger. and yeah check him out because he's he's definitely a grassroots we're all about at least here on Barge Logic we're all about the grassroots and he's a real grassroots candidate uh, you know got a lot of uh, great ideas we I mean we had him on uh, to the program and yeah have, point him point him his way point him his way because you know he's doing endorsements or at least looking at him because I was I was pretty impressed with uh, with Jack when, when he came on, that's you know, Jack Lombardi there. But on your website, um, I mean, you do you know, talk about taking on the establishment or squishy rhinos. I think that's kind of funny. call <laughs> you go. All that. Um, now, but how would you convince these rhinos? Because unfortunately it's going to be hard to primary out all of them. It'd be great if we could. Uh, I know uh, we also uh, was interviewing people who were, you know, going up against uh, Gonzalez as well. Uh, but we're, I don't think this time around we're going to be able to get rid of all of them electorally. And so there's still going to be some there, hopefully not even Mitt Romney, but who knows? He might be able to hang on. I've been railing against Mitt Romney since 2012, Josh. But anyway, um, how would you convince him, let's say you're in the Senate, uh, to support America first policies and legislation?
2: Yeah, I mean it, it, they, these guys are bought and paid for by like the big, woke corporations, so – Listen, here's the most important thing we could do with this election. You got five retirements in the U.S. Senate on the Republican side. You got Portman here in Ohio. You got Roy Blunt retiring in Missouri. You got Pat Toomey retiring in Pennsylvania. You got Richard Burr retiring in North Carolina. And you got Richard Shelby retiring in Alabama. We got to make sure in every one of these states... In the Republican primary, we nominate America first, constitutional conservative, pro-Trump fighters. As I say on my website, pro-God, pro-gun, pro-Trump. Then in places like Arizona where there's an unexpired term of Mark Kelly, the astronaut, Democrat, liberal, Mm -hmm. and then Raphael Warnick, the unexpired term in Georgia, same way. We've got to nominate a Republican to go beat them out as well, and the Republican we nominate can't be any kind of Republican. It needs to be America first, constitutional, conservative, pro-God, pro-gun, pro-Trump, fighter.
3: Now, yeah, you, you mentioned uh, you know, Kelly being an astronaut. He's, he, he's not one of the worst Democrats. There certainly are – I would have to say if there's any moderate Democrats out there, you know, Kelly may be one of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, certainly someone that's more America First. But through my understanding, he's not very uh, pro Artemis program, or at least um, you know, through my understanding of it, I don't think he is. But that's a good segue to uh, the last question because I know we, you know, we just got a little bit of time, but I at least want to get at least your initial thoughts on it. Now, two issues that I think are not getting much time either political in the political discussion or the media uh, is our energy. Uh, you know, policies are, you know, energy issues and space exploration. And I believe these two issues are actually extricably tied to national security. Um, now, the LaRouche pact it's another organization, you know, they believe in a crash program uh, for nuclear fusion for our energy independence. Also, being able to use that as a, another crash program for infrastructure to enhancing our space program because we see what's going over in China And what they're doing in the militarized space, that's why I bring up national security. So I think uh, these programs, you know, are vital, not only for national security, but, you know, the inventiveness and the technology that can be garnered through fully, you know, supporting and funding the Artemis program. Now, again, I think you mentioned it, Kelly, is a good segue. I mean, I'd like to discuss this further in other interviews. You know, I know we had the limited more time tonight. Um, But I, I would just like to get your initial thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, listen, I've got to go in a minute, so I'll be quick, but when I look at the Utica and the Marcellus Shale and I look at the natural resources we have beneath our feet here in Ohio, here in America, these are blessings. And for the jobs for our people and economic strength for our country and national security, in an environmentally responsible way, we should be drilling for all the oil and gas we can. You know, Rather than depending on radical Islamic regimes in the Middle East that want to destroy America, let's depend on ourselves. Let's create jobs for Americans along the way. you know, if you took the state of Ohio, the state of West Virginia, and the state of Pennsylvania and combine them into a region, that region would be the third largest producer of natural gas in the entire world We're literally standing on the gold mine, and you know it these crazy lefties who want to keep those jobs buried in the ground, you know they want to keep America in a place where they, they want to put America in a place where were mediocre as, a, as opposed to being exceptional and excellent, and I just believe in like the, the Ronald Reagan theory of the shining city on the hill that the, for the pocketbooks and strong family lives of the American people, for the security of our country, and for peace in the world, everything works better when America is strong. And a serious component of that is developing the natural resources we're blessed to have beneath our feet.
3: And lastly, because you said you only got a, a few minutes here, is there anything specific? Uh, and generally, I always end this with, with all the candidates who come on. Is there anything specific that you you know want to touch on that perhaps we haven't tonight uh, before you go? I guess I just recap. You know, my
2: top issue is election integrity and uncovering all the details about how the election was stolen from Donald Trump, and then making sure it never happens again. One issue I did not talk about yet tonight, but it's uh, paramount to my campaign. It's protecting the judeo-christian foundation of america i think the secular left and the radical left has an all out assault on men and women of faith they're trying to water down that judeo-christian ethic that judeo-christian bedrock of america and my feeling is we should be going the opposite direction not water down but double down we should be instilling faith in the classroom in the workplace and everywhere in society and listen, there's so many differentiating factors between that Judeo-Christian ethic and other belief sets, You know, whether it's Islam or atheism or whatever. But one of the main differentiating factors is our acknowledgement of good versus evil and our willingness to fight for good over evil. And there's so much evil right now in the world and in this country, and the only way to overcome it and defeat it is by sending fighters to the U.S. Senate. Jim Jordan, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, Donald Trump-like fighters. And in this campaign for U.S. Senate, there's only one of them. My name's Josh Mandel. My website is joshmandel.com, J-O-S-H-M-A-N-D-E-L.com. I'm pro-God, pro-gun, pro-Trump, and I'd be honored to earn the support of your viewers.
3: Well, thank you very much, and yes, you can uh... – get the link to his uh, campaign website here at uh, Bards lodge political talk here at the uh, blog talk radio. Uh we certainly appreciate uh, you coming on to the show. Josh definitely want to, to have you on again. And then perhaps, uh, well, you know, I'm out there, you know, amongst the uh, people and working on some of these things we've talked about tonight. Uh, maybe we'll see each other again. Like we did at dinner the other night.
2: righty, Thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you again.
3: You're welcome. Take care. Have a good night.
2: Thanks, man. Thanks for what you're doing. Uh, Stand in the gap and, you know, fight for our kids and our our grandkids and our country.
3: Well, I no, really appreciate it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's certainly important. I hope more people, as you say that, you know, get moms, dads get motivated and certainly reach out to folks, you know, such as, uh, you know, Bill Sykes some more. And also you mentioned, you know, Scott Lips. Definitely want to uh, reach out to our representatives.
2: All right, man. You take care.
3: You too. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. And, yes, uh, folks, uh, definitely appreciate uh, Josh coming on. Uh, and so we uh, get, get a little bit more uh, background to him, and then I'll bring you in, Stephen. Uh, we got uh, you know, some other people calling in. But I do want to elaborate more on the uh, response I got uh, from Sites. I'm going to wait until uh, our friend Jim Conney, Jr. comes in. We're just waiting for him to, to call in. He's a very busy guy, so hopefully he'll be able to get in by the end of the show. Uh, But, you know, uh, Gus Mandel, again, we mentioned he's a a Marine veteran with tours in Iraq and a former member of the Ohio House of Representatives. So when I was asking him about the House of Representatives, you know, he's got some experience there. He was also the Ohio treasurer from 2011 and 2019, uh, and he served in the military as an intelligence specialist uh, for eight years. Uh, and then in 2014, he launched what's called OhioCheckbook.com, uh, which is a website that reports every expenditure in state government in an effort, to, according to him, to create, quote, a create an army of citizen watchdogs who have the power to hold politicians accountable. In 2018, he was awarded the Transparency, Transparency in Government Award uh, by the state Financial Officers Foundation for his work on ohiotechwork.com and promoting greater government spending transparency in Ohio and across the country. Also, as we said, he was endorsed recently by uh, President Trump's 2020 legal advisor, Jenna Ellis, and he had other endorsements as well, including Mark Levin, U.S. Senator Cynthia Loomis, Ohio Ohio Values voters, uh, Senator Mike Lee, and Right to Life Action uh, Coalition of Ohio. And, of course, uh, you know, we talked about these different subjects. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get them uh, back onto the program. Hopefully we'll be able to have uh, some more time with them. And so, But let's go ahead, and we're you know, still waiting for Kelly and for uh, also Joseph and uh, Jim to be coming on. But in the meantime, we do have uh, Steve on the line. Let's thank you very much, uh, Steve, for coming to the show. I, I wasn't here last week. Uh, generally, as you know, I do my the podcasts on Wednesday evenings. But I was on an event. I got a uh, event last week. I have a lot of audio, a lot of good stuff in there. And I think every state should avoid, or not avoid, should adopt uh, a, a bill like HB 248 with. You know, unfortunately, they didn't get a lot of support from Republicans uh, because you know. I th- again, I think they're hiding behind. And once Jim comes on, I'll read the rest of that uh, that email, that response I got. And they're they're hiding about oh, you know, they're laissez-faire, which you know isn't really, you know, it isn't real it's like they pick and choose uh, which aspects of you know hands off uh, private businesses. You know, at their whim, it seems. So thank you very much, uh, Steve, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Uh,
1: Better than my voice deserves. I tell you, man, um, yeah, it's definitely a fight. Um, And I was going to ask you about a story in Kettering, Ohio, if it's true that schools were vaccinating children behind their parents' back, if that story was uh, real.
3: I, I've, yeah. heard, I've heard about that. Actually, he um, on his on uh, Josh's uh, Twitter, uh, a, there is a there's a link to the story there. Uh, so if you're on Twitter, you now you can reach uh, Josh Mandel at uh, Josh you know, at Josh Mandel Ohio, uh, and so yeah, you could just scroll down and you'll uh, you'll find where. Yeah, it says, reports coming from Dayton, Ohio, that kids are being vaccinated at school without parental consent. So, you know, again, if true, I haven't had a chance to, uh, more to come as we investigate. Right now, it's just a, you know, lady talking about it. So, I haven't, and I just literally heard about it tonight. So, I've had not had any time to corroborate it, but it's something that I, it wouldn't surprise me to find out that's true.
1: Wow. Yeah, my godmother. Yeah, she told me about that story. And then uh Michigan child protective services coming after
3: the kids. You're re- you're real low, James. I can't I can Real. I can't I oh, can't. Really so, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um
1: yeah, my godmother uh she, she told me about that and Michigan was about uh child protective services coming after kids kids for failing COVID nineteen tests. Isn't that unfortunate? the government coming to take away children for failing tests that are 80% inaccurate. Um, can you hear me very well now?
3: Uh, it, it, it's some better.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. There you and go. See, so, that
3: was it, That was the best it, right there, that volume right okay. there. Okay, <laughs> there we go. There we go.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so, and I'll tell you, Bart, it, it's definitely an interesting future. Um, I was looking at the prophecies. I mean, there's prophecies of civil war, prophecies of bombings coming to America, military all over the streets, gun confiscation, home invasions. Um, There's prophecies of uh, uh, Kamala going in and gutting the Constitution completely, Uh, prophecies of Donald Trump, uh, which I hope doesn't happen getting assassinated fascinated before the next election. So there's a lot of prophecies out here that I'm hearing that sound horrible um, as far as people having dreams and visions, and
2: they're very, very
1: concerning. Even that a lot of people at some point will get their passports and just completely leave America. Uh, your best and brightest just leaving the country because it's just no longer safe to live here. Prophecies of that too, Bart, uh, Did I I scare you there?
3: No, I I, I, I kind of take it as it comes. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, the vaccine, and and I don't really subscribe to this. I know a lot of people who do, um, including a close brother-in-law of mine. I mean, they believe in the – and my mom mom believes in this kind of stuff. But but they're, they're talking about, you know, the mark of the beast and how you're not able to do anything unless you get this mark. And I will say this, not that I particularly subscribe in, in these types of prophecies and things of that nature, but, but what is happening with the COVID vaccine does sound eerily similar uh to this mark of the beast thing. <laughs> so I'm not saying it is and I'm I'm not to the point where I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is what's happening. Um, it could be where you you've heard the term self uh, self made prophecies where, you know, this thing's been out for very, very long time and now just this just happens to coincide to, to match what that is without it actually you know, you know what it is, correlation without causation, right? Uh, mm-hmm. but I mean again it's, I find it fascinating how, you know, it does kind of mimic uh, you know, those those prophecies. So well I'm I'm at a I'm at a wait and see stance uh, uh, when it comes to that at this point.
1: Yeah, I've I've decided to learn Brazilian Portuguese because a uh, Bard we you have to have a plan B, man, whether if it's Spanish or a a second language, 'cause you we, we so many prophecies about America becoming a Nazi style nation. Let me see your papers, let me see your vaccine passport or your smartphone. Well that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Well it, yeah it, that, Yeah, Nazi yeah, Germany.
1: Exactly, man. Let me see your papers. And it's like you can see the culture being built, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum. Oh, we, we've got so much automation. We've got to get rid of the humans. And then also a major prophecy bar is that manufacturing is completely shut down in America because of the environmental laws and carbon taxes are coming with the uh, global ID and they'll say, okay, we can't manufacture anymore. And I used to wonder why are so many people having dreams of soldiers on horses because they plan on outlawing driving an automobile bar in the name of saving the environment. I mean, it, the future is going to be so crazy. But one of the big things is that a lot of people end up leaving America because um, military in the street, bombings, home invasions, gun confiscation. Once people start seeing that stuff, people start to leave America. And so hopefully it doesn't happen in our lifetime. I just have a real bad feeling. But the, the next next one, Bart, is that Kamala is coming in because Joe, he he's slipping in the polls. They don't like Joe for the midterms. They don't like him for the midterms. Joe is hurting their midterms big time with Afghanistan and that they're going to bring in Kamala to kind of get the poll see, I don't think go he's going to help
3: them. I'll be honest with you, Steve. They could bring in Kamala, but I don't think that's really? going to help them. I, hell, that might even see the Democrats worse because she's such a smug. <laughs> for no better term, yeah, yeah. she's a bitch. <laughs> for no better term, she's a bitch. You know, and people just are not sure like you're not going to like her. Um, again, I think the only way for them to win, that you know, maintain the House and the Senate. It's HG. I, I don't. I, I can't see them winning again. And again. And I think they cheated in in uh, Georgia. I do. I think they stole that election. Pretty pretty similar to the same way they stole the presidential election. I want to know about California.
1: That's what I want to know more than any other vote fraud states. I want to know if California went red and they had the vote machines. Um, yeah, because. So many people have moved to Texas from California. I really, really, really want to know if there was vote fraud, if it's true that I've been hearing about vote fraud out there in California. I really want to know. You know, Larry Elder, Bard he got a – I think it's September 14th uh, recall election. So do you think he's – I think he's going to take it. What do you think? Oh, he
3: definitely got a good shot. I think. I think of anyone – uh, he's got a shot. And actually, I get a poll um, for our past guest uh, that they gave to me. I just didn't have enough opportunity to, to go over it. Um, I mean, I did get a poll, uh, you know, you know, stating, uh, I guess I accidentally exited out of that. But, he, I mean, he's up by 28 points. So, for least like I get 40% of the six Republicans who are running in the primary. And J.D. Vance, the guy you, that he mentioned, uh, is, is in second, but right now is about 28 points behind him. But,
1: Oh, man, I'm telling you. Uh, it's the most fascinating time. I wish it was the America of 20 years ago, you know. I, I really do because, man, I mean, talk about uh, being unstable at a time when you've got baby boomers retiring. I mean, who wanted to retire to see this crap going on? You know what I mean? It's horrible. And now we got expats talking about selling all their properties and stuff and leaving. The dollar crash too, Bart. That's another thing we never talked about. Once the dollar crashes, that property's not worth like it used to be. The automobiles you own are not going to be worth what it is now. That dollar crashes because they're printing money like it's cotton candy and handing out stimulus checks. And unemployment, federal benefits—that you know—they keep doing these huge bills. Bart, and if it, that dollar crashes, famine, poverty—I mean, it, it can get real bad, Bart, real quick.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm not—I I really don't—I really don't think it's going to get that bad that, that quick. And this is why—it's only going to hurt that. I mean, they—they—if it, it, they, if they were allowed, things to get really bad really quickly. It's just gonna hurt them. It's not it's not gonna help anyone. Uh, I, I think they you know, wanna lower it to basically where we could just get by where our economy's just enough where we could just get by saying they, they need to lower us, um economically to the point where they we could be controlled. But to have it where it's out like famine and terror you know, and death and destruction I just don't think um I just don't think that helps them any. I mean, it's hard, you know. You know it doesn't make any sense to be you know be in power over people who you know for that um you know that don't have it frankly but mm. i mean that's that's why the feudal system didn't work <laughs> like one, Yeah. what yeah everybody everybody, everybody yeah. was poor, but the aristocracy and the you know the aristocracy that's why the uh the feudal system didn't work,
1: yeah. Yeah they, yeah, they want us to bow our heads to so Dr. Fauci every time we get out the house. Please bow. Well, Fox, I, you, you know
3: what's worse in the United States is—I um, mean, I was uh, looking at uh, uh, Josh's Twitter earlier, and you should—I mean, man, on Twitter, you know, they posted someone posted something about—you uh, know—they they posted something about Australia. I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's unbelievable what's going on over there. I mean, they're talking about, some, you know, these kids getting arrested because they decided to be out on the beach one night. And then you had, uh, you, know, you know, them saying, oh, well, you know, you, you, people went out of the house without proving you – know, without giving a good reason to be out. It's like, wait a minute, you've got to give a good reason to be out of your house? I mean, it's ridiculous. And then people, speaking of papers, they're, they're, they, they talked about construction workers that one guy forgot his paper when he checked in, I guess, to show that he didn't have COVID, and they sent him home from work that day. I mean, this is Australia. I mean, what the hell?
1: Did you see the video where they separated the child from the father and beat up the father pretty much? The police jumped him. They force-vaccinated his child. Yet that, the consequences of giving up the Where child, was that at? Australia – it's it's on bit shoot i can bring it up here uh oh oh uh, mr jones uh alex jones he highlighted that today that this is your future
3: yeah where did that you happen know? at i mean was that are you saying that was in the united states or in another country australia australia man australia oh well wow. yeah that yeah. that wouldn't surprise me yeah that's like they're they're whack over there man they
1: turned they I mean i guess that's what
3: happens when you're when you're uh population is based off of criminal <laughs> But um
1: yeah Australia's bad wow that Yeah
3: yeah and then this guy, uh let's see if I can pipe this in. I mean it, tell me if the audio sounds terrible, but if it does I'll just um you know I'll just stop it. But let, let me see if I can get this uh piped in here. So
0: it's, doing
3: some thing case it's those okay yeah. So this lady starts off by saying it's those it's those doing hold on I'll pause. It's those doing the wrong thing that is keeping our – now, let me know if this uh, – I mean, it's the best I can do, so let me know if this, if this is too low, and then I'll just stop it. But, again, this is kind of one of those things I I didn't have. It's just kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing. It's those doing the
0: wrong thing driving our record cases.
3: Okay, can you hear that?
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's real good.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, let me uh, play it again. Numbers.
0: Burning cases, a COVID patient tonight on the run from a hotspot. Police and health authorities have issued an urgent appeal. Anthony Caram knows he's COVID positive when he steps into this public lift. Already breaking so many rules, he doesn't bother to cover his mouth as he sneezes and splutters. The 27-year-old is still infectious but has gone missing from his Wentworth Point apartment a warrant now issued for his arrest.
1: This 27-year-old chap, who apparently has expressed the view that he doesn't care less whether he spreads the virus, is one example of the worst of the worst.
0: There's little sympathy for anyone ignoring the health orders. Even this group of teenagers caught partying after dark
3: Germany, 1938, Uh, and the one guy said, you know, oh, well, they were outside after dark without a reasonable excuse, and then these kids were herded, you know, you know, off of these, you know, herded so that they can arrest them, hurting teenagers, you're out, you know, you're out after dark without a reasonable excuse, you're sent home from work, even though you have, mouths to feed because you didn't bring your papers showing your vaccination status. I mean, that's incredible. You want to talk about fascism, communism, there you have it, right there.
1: And Bart, I have one of the biggest controversial statements to make. I think this is genocide against the Caucasian race, I really do. One thing about the prophecies was that the Western nations like America becomes Muslim after the civil the second civil war is that america becomes a muslim nation that practices ethnic cleansing so i do think bar that this is also about genocide against the white race because look at all the other nations in the world they're not heavily pushing these vaccines in latin america they're not pushing those in africa you've got some genocide going on bar that people do not want to acknowledge what do you think about that
3: well, I, I think I don't know about the Muslim nation. I mean that I mean that I don't know, but I, I would say that there there are some indications on the second. You know, you know what you're saying. Secondly, I mean one. I mean the the replacement rate is, is for Caucasians is, is shrinking, bringing in all of the, the the people from other countries. You know to bring them into the United States. You know to Increase the you know the population of non-Caucasians. I mean, I think that that's a possibility. I don't know if that's either being done on purpose or if that's something that is because it's just cultural because it's so much expensive to have you know raise a family now that you have people who you know don't feel the need to have the most all these material things because they were brought up in another country, uh, and so when they come here. You know they just don't feel the need to do that, so they, um, you know, basically breed and have a lot of children. uh, Whereas us, you know, we're we're used to having all the the newest phone and the newest car and the newest TV. And so, in order to pay for those types of things, uh, we uh, we don't have as many children because children are expensive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but Bart, look, look, you should have heard MSNBC celebrating the decline. Of the white race in twenty years, oh. and then that goes along. Oh, I bet. Along sure. Yeah, and then the Jewish lady. Remember, I told you guys like months ago about the Jewish lady. She was like, "I want all white people killed." And
3: um, yeah, I heard there's that. There's
1: so many signs. There's so many signs, Bar, that they're deliberately. In 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 the Western nations, I mean, there's so many signs that it's just deliberately doing this because. They're not pushing this worldwide. It'd be one thing if they're pushing it all across the entire earth. They're not. It's the Western nations, Canada, Australia. You know, it, it, you know, it, it's the Western nations where they're pushing. That, it, look, China's not even pushing it that hard. Russia's pushing it a little bit more than China is. They do have some mandatory vaccinations for their public workers in Russia, for the government workers. But not like the Western nations part. They're, we've got to look at the big picture. I think they're targeting Christians for annihilation. And
3: well, that part. that I'm I right. agree, that I agree with too.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, it's
3: crazy. Well, if not, well, if not, if not annihilation, but they definitely want to. I mean, they definitely want to. You know, science. You know, silence Christians now. I mean, I. On that game, I don't have much – I don't have any real skin in the game for that one, just because, you know, not being a Christian myself. But, um, I mean, I do realize that, you know, these United States of America were founded upon today's Christian values, and I think it's done well for the co- uh, country and its citizens, including, you know, non-Christian citizens such as myself, that it doesn't make sense to change it or even uh, make it to a secular, uh, secular society. I mean, it's not not like, you know, us non-Christians are being persecuted anymore, you know, like we were, you know, hundreds of years ago. It just doesn't happen anymore. Um, So, I mean, so the rush, well, here's the thing is, is, I mean, faith is a very powerful thing, and faith is a great motivator. And one thing that faith gives people is faith gives people bravery, and that is what the government does not want. Their populace, their citizenry, to have—they don't want brave individuals because brave individuals will, you know, adhere to mandates that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Those who are brave, they—they—they they, they have the courage to ask the questions. Why? They're, they're not followers, you know. People, you know, people will face. You know I mean? Well, I mean, yes, they're followers in a sense. You know, they follow you, whatever their religion is. But their faith that there's something bigger than them or even that the faith that there's an afterlife, it, it, I you know, wouldn't go as far as – yeah, I would go as far as to say it emboldens some people. It gives them a sense that, hey, you know, if they take me out in this life, I'm just going go to go somewhere else. And you, you can't have that if you're trying to control people. Because you have to control people yeah. with, with fear Sometimes even with yeah. the fear of death And, and people who are, Have faith, they don't fear death The way pe- uh, the other people Who don't have it
1: Absolutely, Bar that, 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 uh, that, You said it real good, man. It, it, they're pushing an Experimental vaccine In the United States Of America, it doesn't even make sense Joe Rogan got sick He took the ivermectin, um, the chairman of the Tokyo Medical Board in Tokyo, they approved ivermectin. They treated 500 people successfully in the hospital. But the mainstream media keeps beating on ivermectin with a baseball bat. You're not a horse. You shouldn't take ivermectin. Well, the Japanese are taking it and having success. Joe Rogan has success with ivermectin. So you don't want people. That tells me you don't want people to get better. You want them to remain sick and die, you know, barred. And well, you said you were waiting I mean, on a certain I mean,
3: call. I, I mean, personally, I think that's why COVID was created. I mean, I do think COVID was created. Um, that's why COVID was I, – I, I do. I think it was created to – because you've been hearing the, the left complain about the cost of health care, the health care system all the time. You know, oh, it's overwhelmed. This is uh, so I think they built a virus. I really do. I think they helped the Chinese. build a, Two things. One, the Chinese got a billion people to try to feed, and we have a health care system that people are living older, and they don't want people living older. So what they do is they create a disease, one, to whittle down the population of China as best they can. But the problem is that the Chinese people are, are healthier than the United States. I mean, people are like, oh, my gosh, look at – Look at the, the Asian countries and, and why, you know, their deaths aren't as bad as the United States. Well, one of the comorbidities of the uh, – you know, is obesity and all the problems you have with it, you know, with such mm-hmm. as diabetes and, and, and heart disease and things of that nature that being, you know, overweight or obese causes. I mean, how many Asians – how many obese Asians do you see? I'm sure they exist. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're out there. But not nearly it's the same, uh, you know, obesity that you see here in the United States. So of course they're going to have high, you know, you, you know, of course they're going to have higher death, you know, death here because we have those food morbidities, and you know, it's going to affect our elderly. And so of course they don't want to pay for the elderly because what are the elderly not doing? Well, the elderly aren't paying taxes anymore, so they don't want. And then they're on, you know, they're on Medicare well getting, you know, Medicare from the government. They want to have as least amount of people on Medicare as possible. So hey, let's develop a let's let's develop a uh you know, a a, a, a that said vaccine, but hey, maybe that too. But let's develop a virus that's that's meant to kill off the the elderly and the infirm.
1: Mm-hmm. And then it's okay for a Brazilian to go to work and not have to worry about a vaccine mandate, but oh it's not okay for an American to go to work and not worry about a vaccine uh, mandate.
3: Apparently or an Australian either. <laughs> yeah. That, it's,
1: that's, it's, and Bart,
3: I that's
1: that's the big thing for me, man. They're not pushing it worldwide. It's like they're starting in the West and yeah, it's like, what's your agenda here? I mean, what are you trying to accomplish, Bard? What caller were you waiting on? You were waiting for someone specifically to call
3: you. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, Jim Kind of Junior. Um, he, you know, he was going to make some comments about the, this email I have uh, from one of the the, you know, the representatives here, and kind of go over you know his thoughts on that. I mean, he, he's very involved in a lot of projects. He's actually the Uh, one of the co-founders of uh, Watch the Vote USA. Uh, Kelly had a report, uh, and perhaps that's what he's working on now. Uh, Kelly had a report that he was going to go, he was going to discuss tonight on the show after the, uh, you you know, after our guest tonight. Uh, But perhaps the last I heard of him, he was on the call, so maybe he's getting more uh, information on that. Um, As to others, I, like you know, Joseph. I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, Kelly
1: Thomas. Okay, so we don't really have any callers tonight. Huh? Okay.
3: Tell her, I was well, wondering we've about. Got, we've got we've got listeners. It's just people you know. People aren't chiming in. <laughs> but you know that's <laughs> uh, yeah that's okay. But you know the the, the regulars who uh, you come in to report just uh, they're not reporting. I don't know why, but you know I guess. Uh, when eventually I make this into a podcast, you know, well, well, it is a podcast, but I'm also on Spotify. But when you're on Spotify, you, you know, you have, to, you have to make edits and things of that nature. They don't, there's some things that Spotify doesn't allow. Uh, and so,
2: you know, those are some uh, things
3: that, you know, edit out. But yeah, I am looking to, you know, increase the, uh, you know, the, the listenership and things of that nature. But yeah, I mean, if you, uh, you know, if you uh, can download, I mean, you can find, if you have iHeartRadio, there's other apps that you can find the show. I mean, if you're coming here to Blog Talk Radio, you can always get the link and then email it and, and share it with folks uh, as well um, by, you know, Dominion coming to the machines, uh, here at Blog Talk Radio.
1: Yeah. Dominion Voting Machines, uh, Bard, with the lawsuits. They keep winning these lawsuits, Bard, and it's a bad situation because... They're like, mm-hmm. hey, say something bad about Dominion. Guess what? We're going to sue you, and once we win, we're going to well, be Oh, they're threatening
3: them. Exactly. They threaten them.
1: Yeah. And if you can't get rid of Dominion, you
3: can't have it. You can't have a country. Yeah, you can't have a country. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Competing. I mean, well, uh, yeah, and, and that's another thing is that, you know, another thing with that is I think there's going to be enough people – I mean, more, maybe more and more people are going to you know, wake up for, to the fraud because if things get so bad – now, maybe not is, is some of the things you described, but I think, I think it is going to get bad enough for people to be like, how can these people keep winning when things are so bad? Something's got to be you – know, something's got to be going on. And I think more and more people, maybe even some on the, you know, on the left, will be like, this this just can't be right. There's no way they can win after, you know, after being in such a mess. But yeah, with having dominion, and everything. I don't see how they. I mean, once they prove that they can, uh, you know, once, once they prove that they can steal the election, they're, they're certainly going to, you know, keep doing it. I mean, that's why HB one, as we mentioned in our interview with Josh tonight, that's why they're, you know, there was such <clears> – <throat> excuse me, such a push for that because they, that's how they're going to be able to try to keep their power in perpetuity by continually uh, manipulating the vote. That's why I'm hoping all yeah. these uh, audits that come through, but uh, uh, when there was a speaker at an event I was last Wednesday, that's why I missed doing the show, uh, last Wednesday, he said, mm, you know, I mean, that's, uh, I, I haven't had a chance to make audio clips because I've become, uh, once, uh, let me tell you a little update that uh, maybe, and I know last week, my, uh, the reason why I haven't had a chance to make the audio clips is I've been very busy with two Two uh, things I'm doing, and I'll, I'll talk more about those later. Uh, but one is, you know, I'm I'm, va- I'm getting more involved with the forced vaccines here in my locality. I'm um, actually have a meeting okay. next Monday where we're going to try to have an event to show people how to uh, fight against the mandates. You know, uh, like religious exemptions, maybe even you know medical exemptions, things of that nature. Uh, in order to try to fight these uh, vaccine uh, mandates, if your your employer and maybe even your school, you know, tries to uh, tries to force those on people. So uh, we're working on trying to get you know seminars and workshops for people to help them, uh, you know, how to object against these these mandates. And so I'm gonna work with those that haven't had a chance to to do that. Uh, you know, to to make <laughs> make the audio clip. uh. But they, but anyway, one of the audio clips, yeah. You know, she stated that they 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 weren't feeling real confident in the, uh, You know, in the audits because of of who's running them. So well, I mean, we'll we'll wait to see. I mean, I'm not going to have to be honest. I'm not going to have a lot of faith in these audits unless they you know get out there and, and it shows. Hey, look, you know these things were, uh, the you know this election was rigged, which we all know they were. But if it doesn't come out in these audits to prove it, then that's gonna that's gonna put uh, our premise in a in a very bad spot. And so I'm not I'm not gonna have much trust or hope in it until I see them actually, you know, coming out things where, where they can say, Hey, look, this was uh, this this election was stolen.
1: Yeah, it's just that as soon as Arizona was getting done. Oh, this person is sick. We can't review the audit results because that person is sick. I was like, as soon as the audit gets done, it's, oh, my goodness, Uh, at least two weeks until the Cyber Ninjas deliver their final report. I'm reading that right now from Arizona's local news. A lot of a lot of stuff's been coming up, Barnard. That you know, we can't review the results because of this, because of that. And
3: it's, uh, yeah, that make sense. Why are you hem-hawing,
1: right? We know good and well. You could even look at Donald Trump's Twitter followers. I mean, everything about him was better than Joe. I mean, yeah, even way more Twitter followers. Way more. It's just Barnard. I mean, you know, I I totally understand the evidence, but. Arizona uh, Arizona's going to have to kind of figure out how to get the rhinos to stay away from preventing the results to come forward. And you know what the mainstream media is going to do? They're going to they're going to uh, censor it anyway.
3: You know,
1: even if it does come out, they're going to well,
3: it, it, unless it comes out. Well, that's that, I think that's one of the dangers of it. Is what if it comes out and confirms the <laughs> and the then the, the media is going to. I mean, that's all they'll talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and then, uh, yeah, because that's the beginning of the Civil War, kind of setting the stages is, you've got elections, you think, that were rigged, you've got, um, you know, um, children being forced vaccinated in school without the permission. permission. you can kind of see the stages being set. I mean, America's been primed for one for a while, balkanization, Texas wanting to succeed, Bar, as as you can see it, man. It it's definitely can go looney tunes pretty quick.
3: Well, and I and I say the left was, was you know pretty happy with the slow pace I mean, we were slowly getting to this point. Um, I think we're slowly getting to this point, but I think the election of Donald Trump really scared the shit out of these people. Um mm-hmm. and they said, Okay, we need to we need to uh expedite our efforts. Uh, do everything we can to get rid of Trump, you know, cheat an election, and and I, and I do think a, a part of them releasing COVID when they did, because I do think COVID was released. I think the reason why they released COVID as they did was to affect the election. I have no doubt in my mind uh, that that's the case. I mean, they yes, tried sir. everything. Um, they tried impeachments. They tried to denigrate him. Uh, they tried to make him look bad, you know, to the military. Nothing. Nothing worked. Nothing worked. And I think the only thing that they, you know, could think of was COVID. Um, and whereas there was cheating, uh, the so-called media, which is the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party, was successful enough in convincing enough people so that the steel could work. That, that's the sad part, is it was stolen. I think there was a significant enough uh, theft to cause, you know, Biden to be installed in the White House. Um, but in order for that to work, I mean, you still had to have a good amount of people, you know, vote, you know, and, and, and I'm talking, not talking about people who are generally uh, Democrats, but you, I'm sure you had to have at least some uh, independents, and maybe even some Republicans, because they were made to hate Trump by other Republicans, uh, to vote against them. So I think there's enough people who fell into the lies of the Democrat Party, the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party, a.k.a. the media, and some rhino Republicans uh, to have enough votes for Biden that it would, it would have made their still successful. But, of course, one of the things Kelly was going to report on tonight – is you know an, an individual just going to uh precinct after precinct you know dropping off boxes you know who knows how many the person there was supposedly some type of video again that might be what kelly's working on right now to uh you know to show that they were doing now it may have been where that's again remember they paused the count why well they paused the count because they wanted to f- figure out how many votes they needed to steal the election and to, and to steal it convincingly and to try to tell the American people, try to convince us that, oh, yeah, well, he wants by five million votes. So, you know, he's got a mandate because he beat Trump so you – know, he, supposedly he beat Trump so handily, which we know did not happen,
1: but they but have to
3: you know, get all those votes after the fact, after the election.
1: But, Barr, come on. How do you get more votes than Barack Obama?
3: This is impossible. Well, no, I don't art. think he did. Well, no, I don't even think he got. No, I don't think he got. no I don't think he got more votes than Barack Obama. That's what these people
1: believe. <laughs> yeah, they want us to believe. I don't know he how know. people believe that he got more votes than Barack Obama. Come on, guys, come on. This is just. It's just. Don't you find it hilarious when they believe that? Like, you, they, come on, people. But um and then also Bard the prophecy that Obama uh, Obama's gonna be the beast in the book of Revelation, the future world leader. Um uh, that's also in prophecy too. There's a lot of people having dreams, Bard, about the future, dreams and visions and from the church and um that Obama is still in the background causing major problems and that this is pretty much Obama's third turner. Do you agree with that, Bard? that it's his third term that Biden's pretty much just following in the shadows of Obama.
3: Oh, but yeah, yeah, this, yeah, I wouldn't mind, you yeah, know, it would not surprise me that he's in the, uh, two things don't surprise me. Well, don't surprise me and wouldn't surprise me. Uh, one is it doesn't surprise me that, you know, yeah, if this would be considered his third term. And secondly, it would not surprise me if at one point uh, he would become uh, the head of the UN. That wouldn't surprise me to see that either.
1: And check out Tim Cast on YouTube: Ten Steps to Genocide. And it looks like we've pretty much uh, at the Ten Steps to Genocide. Tim Cast on YouTube, Tim Cast IRL. And uh, I was very, very intriguing the Ten Steps to Genocide because people, the Americans that's listening to the show. There's so much going on. You guys have got to pay attention man, to everything. Every, you've got to <laughs> California and Israel. The biggest lock, the hardest lockdowns on the planet. The most vaccinated, they're dying in the hospitals, sick like crazy. I mean, they are. I mean, people in Israel are suffering. Big time in California, the least vaccinated areas in the world. Like they, this one person said, the Afghans they seem pretty healthy. They're not having COVID problems, you know why? Because the Afghans and the Muslims they haven't been getting vaccinated. Um, Bar, did you know that in Pakistan, if they, if if certain tribes believe you're bringing in a vaccine that's deadly, they will shoot police officers dead in Pakistan if they yeah. think you're trying to deliver oh, a sure. lethal vaccine. <laughs> They take these things way seriously than we do. We, when it comes to lethal vaccines or the chance of a lethal vaccine, there's other cultures that takes it extremely serious. Yeah, it was a police escort. They were escorting a vaccine crate, and um, wow, this man. Yeah, yeah, they were they were gunned down. It's like uh, wow, that's what I'm saying. It's if if you lose the West. You can see it, and they've been migrating Muslims to Western Europe for a decade, Bart. Oh,
3: God, yeah. Migrating. That is true. Yeah, that, yeah, that is you
1: can, true. You can see the correlation with the prophecies with the Muslim migration to Western Europe. It's, it's, it's ethnic genocide. It's, and then, oh, MSNBC, oh, thank God in 20 years, white people are going to be the minority. That's like. I'm looking at the MSNBC correspondent. I'm like, this person is white themselves. Why are this?
3: Well, insane? they were taught to hate. They were they were taught to hate their race. They're they're self-loathing, self-hating people. God, it's
1: just unbelievable.
3: They have been they have been indoctrinated to hate the race that they were born to, and the only way they can give up, the only way they can make up for the sins of their race. Is by joining who they who they have been told uh, that that has been oppressed. That's how they that's that's how they make the amends. That's how they get, um, uh, you know, what? There's a word I'm looking for. I'm having a, a brain freeze on what what's word? Um, redemption. That's that that's how they that's how they are to get redemption for their white privilege is by joining the cause to to show that you know. Every white person's racist just because they were born white. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't understand how they think, but that, that's that's how they think.
1: And could it be that we cre- we went to the Middle East, we created radicals that the United Nations are going to use in the future as a fighting force, Bart? That's another good conversation, too. Did we just go to the Middle East in the last 20 years and create a lot of radicals that are going to be turned against us? Have you thought about that, Bart, about creating radicals? Uh,
3: would you actually, actually, yes, I have. Um, and you know, some say that the reason why we went in Afghanistan, which is where we really shouldn't have gone, we really – it was actually the Saudis that were responsible for – Or some have other theories, but some say that the Saudis, you know, were responsible, and that's actually who we should have gone to. But we can't. We couldn't at the time go after the Saudis because we were so dependent on them for our energy. We had we had to find somebody. And well, everybody hates Afghan Afghanistan. Well, at least they did. Let's see, the Russians fight against Afghanistan. The you know, I thought that somebody said China fought against Afghanistan. We, you know, we're fighting, and no one's won. I mean, frankly, if I was commander in chief, I'd be pretty tempted to turn that that country into a glass factory. Whew.
1: Man, <laughs> uh, uh, did you mean by <laughs> glass factory like nuke? Are You talking about nuke bar? Is that, that that what you mean? There's by a lot by of that?
3: sand. Yeah. Well, all I'm gonna all I'm gonna say this, uh, Steve. Is there's a lot of sand there, isn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah man I, what, I what,
3: what happens when you quickly heat sand <laughs> yeah it turns into glass <laughs> barn how many people did they leave
1: behind do you think how many people did they leave i i, I heard estimates of like a thousand to five thousand to
3: ten thousand yeah I've heard, I, yeah i've heard it well i've heard an estimate uh yeah well, i've heard Estimates between five and I'm mean, sorry, not five. I've heard estimates between one thousand and ten thousand, which is you know that's a pretty big gap if you ask me. Whew. Man, I,
1: I tell you, and man, look how we look like we look like goofballs on the international stage now. So if oh, Taiwan well, comes up, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Well, go ahead. And,
3: per, and I think they botched it personally. I think they botched it. So that they can um, embolden our enemies. So that you know, I think they're just going to you know say, hey, we're going to be in power, but we're not going to be in power that long. Two years, well, again, unless they steal the election, you know, you're only going to have a couple years, uh, you know, to like for instance, you know, hey, if you want uh, if you want Crimea, you want you want Ukraine uh, to the Russians, we ain't going to do anything to stop you. Hey, China. If you, uh, you know, want to, uh, you know, take uh, Taiwan, we're not going to stop you. And I tell you what, one of the things that President Trump suggested, and I thought was a great idea, but he was laughed at for it, of course, but I think there's no, not enough, you know, forward-thinking, intelligent people in, our, in this regime, is, or in the media for that matter, is they laughed at him when he, he was talking about buying Greenland and people are like oh you know from i think doesn't scot i think scotland owns greenland and or, you know some of you know i, I don't know exactly who who uh, but i thought scotland owns greenland i should probably look that up so i'm not sounding like a you know, like a fool but um but anyway there was a talk about uh, you know us buying greenland and people scoffed at uh you know president trump for even suggesting it like oh you can't buy that it's like Actually, you know, it would have been been intelligent because we could have used, you know, Greenland, you know, I mean, look how close Greenland is to Russia, you know, so I think that buying Greenland would have been strategically a very smart move for the United States to do it.
1: Oh, yeah, especially with Alaska. I mean, that was super intelligent by Alaska. The kingdom of Denmark owns Greenland. Denmark, so, yeah,
3: Denmark. Yeah. Now, I not know why I thought Scotland, but you're right, Denmark, which makes more sense because it was the Vikings that went from you know, that area over and discovered – they discovered Greenland and Iceland. Um, so, but, yeah, that's uh, – anyway, go ahead. <sighs>
1: Okay, bar, so run it down for you. So first, the bombings, then military presence all over America. I'm just running down the CDC plan. I, I believe they've got underground. The Walmart has basements underground that I think they're going to try to take unvaccinated Americans and round us up according to a CDC plan. They've got paperwork on this stuff too. But first the bombings, false flags, then and they blame it on the patriots, then military presence, then civil war, gun confiscation. Um, and the lady that had the dreams, she said there were so many Americans dying over the Constitution, bar it was two bodies to a grave. Then after that, America became a Muslim nation. Um, and, and then after that, uh, she saw China and Russia invade America, uh, pretty much destroy America with nukes to the major city, but they only attacked us after we became weakened, you know, after the Civil War, stuff like that. that that's when China and Russia decided to invade America, and, they, and then she said she saw the Russians take Americans as, uh, uh, as slave, slave labor, and, and the women went to the China, China enslaved the women and made them work in Chinese brothels as Chinese sex slaves. He says he saw that, and that uh, America's mystery Babylon, Bart, in the book of Revelation, that, that pretty much God's judgment is coming on America. So, far with all that, you, what's your line to say? Are you staying and fighting to the end? Will you learn a second language and migrate out of America? Because empires rise and fall all the time. Or are you going down with the shit? Are you fighting to the bitter end part? What's what's your analysis on it?
3: Well, I'm of two minds of that, to be honest with you. Um, My first inclination is, of course, to fight. That's always always my first inclination because I've been fighting all my life. Um, But my second inclination is to move to Ireland. (laughs) Ireland. I've always wanted to go wow. there <laughs> I've always wanted to go to ireland, but um on a serious note is uh I don't know i mean you know uh no yeah my first thing my first inclination certainly is to fight um and that pro- that's most probably if it did come down to it, that's what I would do um but you know I doubt if I'd you know run off to ireland i'd probably, you know, i'm I'm pretty sure I'd you know stay and fight um so yeah that that would be it i mean I wouldn't learn a second language because any, any country that I, where I couldn't speak English, I, I, well, there is one place I wouldn't mind living um, other than Ireland, but uh, that's my second choice, so I, and I would have to learn the second language for that one. But uh, I'm not planning on learning uh, uh, a second language anytime soon unless it's Gaelic because I've always wanted to learn Gaelic.
1: Hey, that's a good choice because I brought up the vaccine mandate global map. Ireland's nowhere on the global map for vaccine mandates. So they still have some freedom over there in Ireland. I didn't think about Ireland. But France, the Vatican, Italy, Greece, Israel, Saudi Arabia, America, yeah, vaccine mandates all over the place for those nations. Fiji, Russia, Kazakhstan, yeah. Yeah. Ireland's uh, Ireland's a good choice. I Brazil. I like Bolsonaro. What do you think about Bolsonaro? I like Bolsonaro Bart. I think that uh, if he gets reelected next year in Brazil, Bolsonaro it may yeah, happen.
3: Yeah, I'll be free. honest. I'm I, I don't I'd be honest, I don't know much about uh I don't know much about Brazil, to be honest with you. I really don't follow much I don't follow much going on in Brazil, to be honest. With you.
1: Okay, because they're set to be a superpower in the future, too, because, Bart, as you know, once the American dollar crashes, other currencies of other nations will rise. So, yeah, if if the dollar goes down. Well, what I've I've
3: said on other shows, and I I think uh, a, a nation that we really need to consider setting up a strong alliance with, and it's like the alliance we used to see with. You know, uh, with with uh, I don't even know if you could call it a real strong alliance with Europe or NATO, but um, but a strong alliance with is I think the country we should uh, do is is India. I think India is a is a good place where you know we should build a, a good nation. We should build a strong alliance with uh, for a number of reasons. I mean, they're not the strongest military, but they you know the military's uh, you know. Moderately strong uh, they, def- they definitely have a large population um, They got a lot of very intelligent people There in India You know, you know I mean they focus on you know, you know Medicine And you know Mathematics And science And um, and, and Trump I think and Trump visited there uh, I think in 2019 He went to India uh, To try to You know Increase uh, relations with India But that, that, that's a nation I think I don't know if I'd move to India but uh, maybe I don't know. But um, I don't know. It's, but if I had to move somewhere, I mean, maybe that'd be my. I don't know. It, I've got I've got a oh. short list of places maybe I'd live, but um, nowhere else. But anyway. But that, I do. I do think we should uh, get a strong alliance with India. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, and, uh, they're working on it because uh, China and India they definitely do not get along. China and India have problems uh, with each other. So, yeah, China has uh, China's kind of scared of India. Manufacturing, um, and you know, the Indians they've got doctors and yeah, yeah. I think that bar you're right. We definitely need them. There are a billion people over there too.
3: Right. You know, yeah. That, that's another reason. Yeah. I mean, they. Well, I mean, one of the reasons. I mean, seriously, that's one of the reasons uh, that I think people wanted to like our athletes and 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 um yeah I think they, I think our athletes and our hollywood you know our entertainment industry have it all wrong instead of them kowtowing and bowing to China because they just have such a large they have such a large population, but well, they don't have they don't they would have had very far to look uh to to India if they want to find a consumer base. You know why? You know why? Why why not India instead of China? I mean, they they have uh, you know you know now comparison of how many people they've got, um, but yeah. So let's see. I know that I know they got both. Um, they both got about a billion people. <laughs> That's just crazy to think of that, ain't it? A billion people. That's like three times as many as they have here in the United States. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and here, back in 2019, it says India, you know, there's a report that said India to take over China as world's most populous nation. Um, you know, you know, and that was a report from the UN. I'm not a big fan of them. But, um, yeah. You know, now, again, this is an old article. It says India, and this is 2019, It says, India is set set to overtake China as the world's most populous country in less than a decade, according to the new United Nations report. China and India currently account for about 37% of the entire global population with roughly 7.7 billion, with China currently home to about 1.4 billion and India uh, to 1.3 billion. But by 2027, India will have more people than China – According to the UN 2019 World Population Prospects Report, released Monday, and by 2050, the gap is expected to widen even further. Between 2019 and 2050, 55 countries or areas are expected to see their populations decrease by at least 1%, the report said, mostly due to low levels of fertility and, in some cases, high numbers of emigration, and, and the uh, article goes on. So I think that uh, – You know, I think they they made a faux pas, you know, with you know with with siding with China instead of uh, of India. Now, why that is? I mean, I'd have to do to be honest, I would have to do some more research for that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the future's definitely a scary place, I I tell you. uh... I, I, the powder keg. I think we're sitting on it now. <laughs> we're sitting on the powder keg. And I don't know how we're going to make our way back to uh, what it used to be. I
3: don't think we'll ever get back to that. Now that that is that that's never going to happen. I know that's something you know our guest tonight uh, was talking about you know getting back to it, but I I, I unfortunately I, I just don't see it. I I don't see it. I don't see us moving back i just don't i just don't I, I think the best we could do at this point is try to hold it off and uh, i don't i mean I don't know May, maybe get bring well, it some back some but yeah. I mean, that
1: if, you can, if you if you can take if you can get the last of the reeducation camps i mean hey, if you can bring it back if <laughs> you can get what i think that's what we need reeducation camps <laughs>
3: reeducation. Yeah, you know
1: I mean, we're, we're going to do it like the Chinese. Yeah, we're going to do it like the Chinese does with the Uyghurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. re-education. Well, you
3: know, maybe we that's need to is. do that. But no, I mean, no, I mean, <laughs> but see, that's the thing. I mean, what, what, what is it going to take uh, for us not to just end up being swallowed up by by liberalism? That I wish I had an answer for right now, uh, which I don't. I don't have that. I don't have that. Magical fairy wand that can do that right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, for security reasons, I recommend everybody listen to the show. Everybody on the show you learn a second language. So, if something real bad happens, you know, uh, shootouts with military, something like something real bad happens, where you can make your exit and not have to worry about the language barrier. And um, that's Ireland. Very surprised uh, by that Ireland choice. That's a good choice, though. Yeah, very oh yeah, I've
3: always wanted <laughs> to go. I've always wanted to go there.
1: Because you don't want your kids and your family being exposed to some crazy anarchy. That's another thing in mean, the prophecies bar too. is anarchy coming to the USA? That um, the military is going to be busy fighting other wars and yeah, yeah. It, it's it's. Yeah, it's a lot of prophecy bar- regarding this country. The Anarchy is one of them. So, uh, the Purge, you see how they've been doing those Purge movies over the years? Have you ever watched the movie The Purge?
3: Uh, To be honest, I have not.
1: Purge Anarchy. Yeah, you can check that out. Or you probably got Netflix or something. You probably got a TV subscription somewhere. Check out The Purge. Uh, it's where, for 24 hours... All crime is legal, including murder.
3: Oh, that's right. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it.
1: Yeah, and I think they've kind of been pre-programming Americans for one.
3: Yeah, for purge. And so yeah, it's funny. it reminds me of a, it Actually, reminds me of a Star Trek episode. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh but the, but it was called Festival, and it was, like, a 12-hour, 24-12-hour uh, thing where just people just went crazy. They were, like, real controlled and calm. I am just walking, not zombie-like, but, like, but they're, you know, kind of walking real, like, expressionless on their face and very controlled. And, like, there was a thing called Festival, right, where they could just go crazy. I mean, you know, all kinds of stuff, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, criminality, stuff like that. And then it would start off with the bells would ring and people would just like throw off their hats and scream, Festival, Festival And uh you know, just like just go crazy, breaking things and you know, doing all other kinds of crimes and, and things of that nature and, and then the bells would ring again, dong, dong and then uh and then they'd just just go back into their like really calm and controlled and uh, whatever demeanor you know kind of freak I'm trying to remember the name of the episode but it was a from the Star Trek the original series oh yeah
1: Star Trek are, man, I never thought you'd be a Star Trek guy what about uh, Star Wars and the Star Wars franchise are you also into uh, sci-fi and Star Wars you're, and stuff like you're, that you're
3: starting to fade out a little again Steve can you repeat that oh, oh are
1: you into uh, Star Wars stuff like that too
3: yeah, not so much. I mean, I wasn't. Uh, I mean, I, I I was fascinated by uh, the first Star Wars, um, especially the first two. You know, which end up being the fourth and the fifth in the in the um, the by trilogy, the try trilogy. I guess it's supposed to end up being, but uh, so it ended up being the New Hope, and then uh, the Empire Strikes Back, and then I. I mean, I did like the. Um, the other trilogy, trilogy, where they introduced you know Anakin Skywalker, and they tell how he became Darth Vader. I mean, I like those four movies, but once Disney, once Disney got a hold of Star Wars, they completely ruined it.
1: My sister uh, confirmed a lot of people, Bart, have moved to Florida, millions of people for freedom. I kind of see people moving to Texas and Florida before necessarily leaving the country. Um, so if uh, balkanization happens for wouldn't that be very, very interesting when you do look at the redistricting you look at the uh the vote count in uh, Texas and Florida. Yeah, that's another thing
3: redistricting. Here in here in Ohio, uh Steve Chabot, he has been like, you know, an you know, uh, he, what what word am I looking for? he has been almost like um oh gosh, there's a term for what's the term for someone who's been around just for so long? Um, they're almost like uh Oh,
1: yeah. yeah,
3: there's, yeah. There's, there's, a there's a term for it. There's a term for it that they've been around so long that, you know, they're almost like uh, you know, a part of the room or something like that, but there's a term for it, and I can't remember what it is. Um, it's, a, it's something decorators use. But anyway, uh, but, but now because of redistricting – it's 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 not looking good, and he, he's always been you know like hey, this is one for the Republicans in the House, you know, but then with them redistricting it's it's not looking good, so i mean unfortunately if, if that does get sour, i mean that that could be the House of Representatives, I mean the Republicans losing you know a seat in the House of Representatives just because of redistricting
0: mhm,
1: yeah, yeah, they warned today uh do not uh... Redistrict trying to um, punish the big cities. Uh, The Department of Justice warned that today, don't do redistricting to punish big cities. We will be watching (laughs)
3: you,
1: Big Brother. We'll be watching you, barred. You better not do redistricting to your advantage.
3: (laughs) Well, oh, I'm certain. Oh, I'm certain. And you know, the more involved I get, you know, we'll (laughs) we'll we'll see. but yeah, well, I mean, it's—I'm very passionate about you know that's why I brought up a lot tonight about those vac, you know, about you know, forcing vaccines because, and I find it so ironic that the, the same people who are you know who are anti who are pro abortion and say my body, my choice, but they want to be the first ones on you know in line to say, hey, people, you know, people should be forced to take this vaccine. <laughs> so she's be forced boy. to have a baby. That, and and yeah. that's, the, that's the thing, so you could have a baby, so you don't want to have a baby that's going to be inside you for nine months, but you shouldn't be forced to have to have that, but you should be forced to have a vaccine where the chemicals are going to be in your body for the remainder of your life. Oh, detox,
1: Bart, the chemical graphene oxide, one of the ingredients, you can detox that with activated charcoal powder. Um, now, barred according to the prophecies. Militaries across the whole earth are going to vaccinate everyone. So um, if that comes true, eventually, no matter what country you live in, you have to have it, but you can detox with activated charcoal powder. and i put that down on your list. And um, there's interviews going on with the whole regimen of what to detox with, because. Um, That could be what's going to happen is that it starts in the West and then that mandate spreads out across the globe Uh, because America starts a lot of trends. You know, a lot of countries follow us. We start the trend and they follow behind. So that could definitely happen. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give you that tip on on the detox uh, just in case if uh, if you run into a military Nazi-style checkpoint, (laughs) bark. You gotta give your arm over
3: else. Yeah, I tell arm. you what. Well, I mean, heck, I mean, look, <laughs> look what's going on in Australia. I mean, my gosh, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's amazing. And I, I thought they were, I thought you know, Australia was pretty. Uh, I, I thought for a while that you know it was a pretty conservative country. I mean, because the way they, I mean, a lot it sounded like that Australia was you know really supporting Trump, but it's like they won a, they made it one eighty. After he, after you know, after Biden got in office, it seemed like uh, Australia just did a 180. I mean, I haven't really followed them all that much, you know, during COVID. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe COVID yeah, switched them from being a more conservative uh, nation than to, to liberal because you know maybe the case is not. But you know, it's it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, people getting you know people have to show their papers that they you know that they.
1: You know, mm-hmm.
3: went through some type of checkpoint to, to be able to go to work. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and then the truckers too, barred in Australia with the, with the uh, strike. DOT in America is requiring uh, DOT in America barred is requiring all truckers to get vaccinated, so they're on strike too. So the shelves at your store may be going bare. Plus, bar you've got forty, you got you had forty forty ships off the coast of Los Angeles, waiting on the dock workers. We don't have enough dock workers in Los Angeles. And so the union, you know, they were pushing the vaccines on the dock workers and stuff. And so you got ships waiting to unload freight off the docks of Los Angeles border because the unions, you know, they can't get enough workers, whether it's the federal unemployment or the vaccine mandates Bars. Certain cities are having problems with bus drivers. They can't get enough bus drivers because they're trying to get the bus drivers to get vaccinated, and they don't want to. So these disruptions in society, are where people don't want to get vaccinated, and you can't access a bus driver to take your kids to school. This is this may be become part of our part of American life. Disruptions because of protests. Truckers going on strike because they don't want to get the vaccine. But the federal government, Department of Transportation, that has their federal license is mandating to get vaccinated, so they're protesting against that. Oh,
3: well, I think I said there was either, not to look more in the report, I mean, I heard there was like a, either one hospital or maybe, you know, a a group of hospitals that are talking about, uh, you know, that that are talking about losing like 30% of their nurses. Uh, because they don't want to get forced to get the vaccine, I mean, could you imagine, you know, a hospital, either one or a group of them. Let's say this say it's one hospital. Could you imagine if one hospital, because it was mandating uh, people take vaccine, to lose thirty percent of their, you know, of their nurses. I mean, look at these colleges. Like like one of the things that just happened uh, last week is my alma mater, my alma mater for high school uh, decided they're going to mandate vaccines for their students, their college-age students, young, young, te- you know, young adults, uh, to get the vaccine. And then, so, I mean, my daughter, uh, who's getting her bachelor's degree now, not at that college, but she was planning on getting her master's degree. And, and I, called the, I, I called the department, and I said, look, if you guys have these mandates in place, my daughter's not going to go there. She's, just, she's not going to go there for her master's. And it's $50,000 a year to get your master's degree there. So it's like, look, if you guys want to lose $100,000 per, know, per person, and their, tuition's, their tuition that, well, might even be more for master's because it's, it's like $52,000 there for a bachelor's degree. So could you imagine if someone was having their kid planning on going to this university Xavier University uh, here in Ohio, that you know it's fifty two thousand dollars a year, and so that's I mean over the course of a four year program that's two hundred thousand dollars per student that that college can to uh, lose. Now, my brother made a good point when I was talking to him about it He's like well, this isn't about money. you know this is about these vaccines at school are to make sure that only the people. Who their family and their children follow the ideology, you know, of the government and of you know, the leftists are going to are going to be the only per, uh, the only people who are educated, so the only people you know only the the sheeple are going to be the only ones educated. So unless you you know unless you don't follow the dictates of the government, then you're just not going to get educated and, and be able to get a, a good paying job, you know. To, to, you know, for, for you and your family.
1: But, Bart, how is that important if people are dead within three to five years from from the V? If people are dead, it's, well, yeah. the money going
3: to Yeah, what if people are just you know, dying? Like the, the one report that stated that, you know, this doctor believed that 62% of the people who got vaccinated are going to have some kind of blood clot problem because they're going to have, like, miniature blood clots.
1: And, ladies and gentlemen, you guys can get a dimer test if you or your family members got vaccinated. They can get a dimer test to check for blood clots. And then you can collect that evidence for the future class action lawsuits. And then, Bart, imagine having a restaurant in New York City for 20, 30 years, come to find out they pass a vaccine mandate and you lose half your customers. These New York businesses are begging for customers now. And they have a lawsuit against New York City to reimburse them for the loss of sales. Can you imagine that?
3: Well, and one of the things that Jim is going to bring up tonight is, you know, because there there was actually a school, I think uh, Marquette, that was talking about mandating their vaccine or mandating the vaccine for the students. But like a hundred, like a hundred parents, filed a lawsuit, because he said, yeah, don't do a class, because I thought, yeah, great, class-action lawsuit. But he made a great point, because he said, you know, if you do a class-action lawsuit, all you need is one judge to throw it out, and then that's it. He said, but if you get 100, hundreds of people that that all file separate lawsuits against the school, then how hard is it going to be for that school to fight off 100-plus lawsuits? Because again, that's I think that's a good, and I and I think employers should do that too if their if their job, uh decides, especially the employers that they've that they've allowed their their employees to work from home. It's like, wait a minute, I worked from home. You know, you can, they can go to their employers. I worked from home during you know COVID, whether it was a year or six months or even now. And now you're saying if I don't get this vaccine, I can you know. I could get fired when I've already proved – the employees could say, you know, we've already proved that – or if it's separate uh, lawsuits, I've already proved that I don't need to be around a soul to do my job. So it's not right for you to fire me when you could just as easily, you know, make me – you know, have me work from home, which I don't know – and I don't even think that causes, you know, any more cost.
2: it yeah, actually makes future. sense
3: for them to let people work from home because people can work at any time. I mean, think about it. If you're not commuting to work and all you've got to do is open up your laptop and you can start working, then, you know, because people, there are people out there who, you know, they're like, oh, it's X o'clock. It's time for me to go home, you know, and then they're done. But if they wanted to do the work and had to go back into their office to do more work, they wouldn't do it. They're like, I'm not going to drive back into work to do a couple more hours or an hour worth of work. Why would I drive, you know, 40 minutes or an hour to do an hour's worth of work? I'll just wait till tomorrow. But if you're working from home and you're like, hey, I just got to open up my laptop, key in, and within five minutes, I can, you know, it takes me five minutes so I can do an extra hour or so of work. So it actually makes sense to do that, especially for people who are salaried. Say, I don't mind spending an extra hour here. Oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I could spend an extra half hour because I'm not driving. You know, I, I just pick an extra half hour doing my work, you know. so that actually only helps the company by doing that. Now, we only got about um, uh, less than three minutes here, uh, uh, Steve. And one thing that I'm considering is, you know, maybe just, you know, having an abbreviated uh, session this night. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we had three other people who were going to call in tonight. I don't know what happened. I mean, you know, whereas I had confirmation that three other people were calling in tonight, uh, they have not, uh, none of them. So I might do an abbreviated uh, program this evening uh, and then have uh, more talk tomorrow, you know, not tomorrow, <laughs> but uh, for next week. So what we'll do is uh, if you want to give any you know, closing comments, I may close things out early. Um, I, if, I guess I'll find out at some point why we didn't get uh, uh, the other calls in. But you know, do our closing comments, and then I'll close things up, and we'll we'll be back next week. Now, if we do get any of them at the last second, call in. You know, we'll continue off because each one of our callers did have a report uh, that they were going to come in on for this episode. So I was wanting to hear their report, uh, but unfortunately, um, again, for some reason, we're not we're not getting them in. And I was just informing we got nine ninety seconds of uh, live time where people would be able to call in. So. Chances of calling in within the next 90 seconds are probably slim. So let's go ahead and get, uh, you know, about uh, 30 seconds to a minute of closing, cost, uh, uh, closing comments from you. And then I guess we'll just close things out until next week and, and, and give us, uh, you know, a short uh, abbreviated episode here tonight uh, on this podcast. Uh, go ahead, uh, Stephen.
1: Okay, so. Nostradamus 500 years ago, his prediction for this year, 2021, was flesh-eating zombies. And this other lady, she's a lawyer in New York City, that she has the same prophecy that the, the vaccine was going to turn people into flesh-eating zombies. And Nostradamus had that prophecy from 500 years ago, I thought Bart, that was completely, um, like, mind-blowing, that people were having dreams about the zombies in the future. And so there's something to The Walking Dead and the zombification of the mainstream media with the products, the TV shows, the movies, the video games. I thought that was – those prophecies were absolutely fascinating, Bart. So there'd be definitely a lot more going on with these biological weapons. Bart, you have a good night. And, uh, guys, uh next you know next week or two weeks from now we'll have another show they'll be they'll be everybody will be back eventually we're just taking a night off boy
3: oh, yeah, i'll certainly yeah i mean I, and hopefully i'll have some time to make some audio so that we can um uh go over some things yeah and i want to find you know i'll discover why we didn't uh uh you know didn't get our calls for our, our updates so um so yeah so my you know my closing comments uh for tonight uh, yeah, hopefully, because I, I mean, I did, I went to a, a fascinating, uh, and, and I broke it up, so hopefully I can make some, some multiple uh, some audio clips for it, but I want to prepare for tonight for our, our, our guest tonight. And so we'll, you know, look forward to next week. Uh, still going to be working on uh, getting some candidates. Actually, what we do have on the 15th, uh, we are going to have uh, Mark Henkel back on. And he's going, we're going to talk more and elaborate more on what we talked about uh, when he was on last time, but we're going to talk about what he initiated uh, that you know, at the end of the show that will be about imposerism. And so we're going to you know, delve more into what that is and how to fight against imposerism. Uh, you know, and so if you want to know more you know, about that, listen to our last episode uh, where he was on so we, you know, you can give a flavor of what we'll be talking about when he comes on. That's going to be the uh, the 15th, uh, which is, you know, two weeks from now. So we'll be having him on. So we'll see. Again, hopefully we'll be able to get some of this audio, some of these things. I've been attending uh, lately, which is pretty fascinating. Uh, but it will close things out uh, as I do every night, and that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And we will see you next week. I appreciate your time tonight. Uh, Steven and we will see you next time Have a good night You too